What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. We are bringing on a very special guest, someone that I have communicated with over Clubhouse, over Instagram. It is Hector Castro from Card Cracks. How are we doing? What's up, man? Happy to be here finally. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So, you know, I think you have a really awesome story of kind of your background in content and then getting into sports cards. So like, how did you kind of get into mixing both of those? Like you can talk about content or cards or however you want to go about it. Um, basically, um, I just knew way too much stupid information that it wouldn't help me nowhere else except here. So I decided to come in. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, cards. So again, COVID. COVID was a big factor for me. Um, I have experience in content man, and content and uh, producing content. I used to work back in the day do fantasy sports. Uh, then I got into mixed martial arts. I was doing journalism there for a while. Got out of it for years. I started doing just uh, general. Um, I was working in business on the business side of MMA. Uh, and then during COVID, um, I have uh, two boys. I have an eight and nine year old at the time. And um, I was trying to keep, they love soccer. So I was trying to keep them in, uh, their heads in the game, even though when they were not allowed to play when we were on lockdown. So what I ended up doing was I ended up just uh, playing a ton of FIFA with them, right? We would have tons of, we had career modes, we had everything. We were, and all we would do was sell the older players and buy the younger players. So I knew everything about, you know, Rainier before when he was on Real Madrid, before he went to Dortmund, Greenwood, Alfonso Davies, Fati. Those were the guys that I was buying. So uh, moving forward, the world opens up a little bit. And again, I played a ton of FIFA. So I know a lot more like Billy Gilmore. I knew all these kids. So I started uh, really just focusing on, on my kids. We started playing outdoors again. So my kids play for Carney Thistle United, which has a spot in American history because uh, the 1994 team uh, that went to the World Cup for the U.S., Tony Miola, Tab Ramos, and John Harks played at that club. So um, I'm on their practice field walking around, exercising when my kids are, are playing. And um, I was listening to a Gary Vee YouTube video and talk about baseball cards and how like he, it's going to grow, fathers and sons, good experience. And I'm like, perfect. I know so much crap about sports. I could share this with my kids. They'll love it. All right. Just how I loved it when I was younger and I was a kid and I used to collect. So started looking into the market. Um, didn't really buy anything at first, just kind of studied it to see what was, what was it like. And then it wasn't until Bayern Munich beat Barcelona and champions league. That was a turning point for me. Um, I looked up the Alfonso Davies cards I had looked up previously and they had gone through the roof. He didn't score a goal. He didn't really do nothing. He just played in the game. And I was like, oh, um, the stock market. It was like a stock market type of thing. And I was like, I'm hooked. Right. So then that's when I started buying. I mean, I, my first card was uh, just to show you how like little I knew. It was a, I think it was a match attacks um, Rainier card. It was like a paper card. It wasn't even like a real card. Um, and then I ended up buying more. I mean, um, you know, Alfonso Davies. I bought, uh, I bought some, let's say, Jaden Sancho. And, and that was it. From there, I just got hooked. Um, and then a little further down, I kind of saw... Again, back then, I mean, luckily there's an, an app like Clubhouse now, like you mentioned earlier, um, where you can learn a lot from a lot of great and knowledgeable people in that application. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great resource for guys that are getting new into the hobby. Um, back then, you know, what did we have, Adam? I mean, what did we have? We had YouTube, we had uh, Twitter, Google, uh, and we had whatever existing podcasts were around, which weren't that many. Um, now there's a lot more coming out more guys like me are coming out of the woodwork and just starting to, to do podcasts. Um, but yeah, so I mean, 
I just basically, you were one of the first guys I followed. So thank you for your help and, and, <laughs> and, and guidance. Uh, you, Sunday League Investors, Aaron from Slab Stocks were the first three that I really paid attention to. And um, I've grown from there. And now, now, like I said, and now I have my own podcast and I do my own thing. And I just feel like I know a lot, a lot about content management, content in general, and, and I have an opinion and I, and I kind of see where everybody's going. And I think there's other ways to look at it and other, other things to feature. And so, like I said, I, I just started my own platform to, to get that out. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I definitely agree. There's been the one thing that I've noticed as, as cards have continued to grow, the amount of people who are making content cards has been, has been growing as well, which I think is really great because another thing that you said that I really liked was that you were what you want to get back into it, but you weren't buying right away. I think that's one of the, well, definitely one of the tips that I think is very important for new people getting into sports cards. Cause I think buying can, it's so, it's so, it's just, it's so easy now because like back mm -hmm. in the day, you, the only way you could buy is you'd have to go to a card show, you go to your local card shop. Now you can just go to eBay and you could, if you, if you're not paying attention, you could spend thousands of dollars and not even oh, yeah. realize what you're buying. So like, I definitely think that that, that's obviously a tip that I try and make sure I, whenever I have the opportunity, I always try and tell people to make sure you're doing the research beforehand. And Absolutely. so for you, when you were doing research on soccer and all that kind of stuff was MLS. Cause you have the MLS cards in the background and we've talked MLS in the past as well. So yep. is MLS one of the, one of the leagues that you focus a lot on, or is it um, basically all soccer and kind of MLS falls into that category as well? It was all soccer. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It was the farthest from what I expected. I wouldn't, I was not paying attention to MLS at all. Uh, I, I joke around with people. I'm like, if you would have talked to me six months ago, I would have not probably mentioned one guy in MLS. Uh, but again, I was one of the believers in Project 2020, what I call Project 2026, which is what the US men's national team is doing. They're building for that big time World Cup. So I immediately picked up on that. That was one of the things I first did, um, just listening to you, to listening to, again, just the, the local guys. Uh, Anthony from Sack Cards as well was great. Uh, follow him, he's a great follow on Instagram. Um, and I just, I believe in the U.S. national team. There's a ton of young prospects there. There's high upside everywhere you look, especially now. I mean, you know, you, everybody's talking about it. You know, the McKennies, the Giovanni Reynas, the Pulisics, they're all, they're all doing well overseas. So now all of a sudden people are paying attention. So I started investing in the U.S. national team originally. That was one of my big things. And women and men as well. So I started buying those guys. And then as I was buying, um, I just realized that, like, there's just more and more potential. So um, I started looking into the MLS a little bit. And it wasn't until the MLS came out with the Bowman set. They came mm. out with the Bowman set for the first time. It was an online purchase only. Uh, it was just like, you know, print on demand. And there was a ton of rookies in there. And I had heard it from another podcast, actually, that stopped airing for some reason, um, from a gentleman from Tops. He was pitching it. And he's like, listen, the Bowman set's going to be awesome. And so I'm like, ah, came out, bought five boxes, no big deal. I opened three, two of them, and I was hooked immediately. I mean, they had so many rookies in there. And there was rumors going all around about Aronson, um, but they had, he hadn't been sold yet. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I kind of put them away and didn't really pay attention to it. Then he gets sold to Salzburg. Now I'm like, okay, they just got rid of that kid from Hungary, Dominic. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try to. <laughs> uh, they, they, I think he went to Leipzig. Uh, they have an open, open position for him. And there's an American who's attached there in Jesse Marsh. So I'm like, this has all the signals of a beautiful opportunity for this kid to grow. So I went in and I started buying rookie cards of Baron and Aronson because nobody knew what the hell this thing was. Nobody knew this moment set. 
I was buying boxes, um, you know, $30, you know, it was really cheap. Um, and then I ended up uh, just doing a lot of, um, you know, prospecting at that point, because I was like, okay, who else is there? Then all of a sudden, this kid named Brian Robinson comes out of the way. Uh, and, you know, he's, he just got his first start today, as a matter of fact, with AS uh, Roma. And I'm like, wow, they're, they're, they're talking about him. He was, you know, who with Deuce was going to sign him. So I immediately went and started looking for his cards. And guess what? I had a couple already. I was like, yes. But, and then that just triggered me into buying more and more and more. And then I realized, I'm like, listen, the, then after these guys were being sold, there was just a lot more people looking in the United States for talent. So I kind of dug deeper. And then when I dug deeper was when I found out that it goal goes back to McKinney and Giovanni Reina. That's really what turned the MLS. It mm. really did. McKinney and Giovanni Reina were two guys in the, in the MLS club system. And they ended up signing with European teams, Schalke and uh, Dortmund, respectively, for zero. They did not end up paying a fee, okay? They was because they were not pro. They were just in their youth academy. And they were in the yeah, they're in the Dallas correct. youth academy, correct? Dallas yeah. and New York, uh, New York NYCFC. Right, right. So they didn't sign them to a pro contract, so they had no rights to them. So when a pro contract came along, they lost them, and all of a sudden, the MLS was like, "We can't let this happen again." So they started at the time, they started signing some of their top of prospects to, to some pro deals. But once those guys got overseas and it happened quickly, once they got overseas and started blowing up when, when Reina got overseas, mainly he was the one who blew it up. And then McKinney got transferred to who and all of a sudden MLS started signing guys left and right because they didn't want to lose them anymore. And that's really what caused all this to happen because now you have Brian Robinson who literally played, I mean, I forgot how many games it was it made 18, 20 something games for just on the pro roster before he actually got uh, sold. So, I mean, it wasn't a ton of time he had. Um, he has a rookie card with an RC logo in that uh, Bowman set. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things where that op I just saw opportunity there. Now, again, will these guys be million dollar cards? No, I mean, it's obviously your Messi's, your Reina's, and I'm sorry, your Messi's, your Ronaldo's and Madalona's and Pele's. Those are the cards obviously to get, but I saw a lot of value in MLS. So I dug deeper and I'm, and I'm 100% on board, man. I've been pushing them on Clubhouse. You, you've heard me rant about it. The league's only 30 years old. So, I, I mean, it's a relatively young league. It's going to take time to develop. And I think this is the time. A lot of, a lot of uh, international top four, top five leagues now are here scouting. You're hearing about guys, you know, guys every day now. They're, they're being scouted. Guys in Toronto, guys here, guys there. So, again, um, that's one part of it. Okay, so that's the first part. That's what I saw originally. Then when Reynolds got per sold, all of a sudden MLS started signing guys and bringing in young talent. And they were smart. They went Latin America, which has a great, great uh, tradition of soccer. Um, and they bought a ton of young prospects. You know, they have kids from River Plate. They have kids, uh, they have uh, uh, Sosa from River, River Plate. They have Diver Saicedo from Colombia, from Nacional. Uh, they have Brenner, which is probably the biggest prospect uh, the MLS has ever signed. He's like, I think he's a, a young kid from Brazil. Same team as Anthony, who's an Ajax uh, striker. Uh, he's And again, he, those these are just young kids, like 19, 20 years old that they're bringing over for dirt cheap, but from great clubs. I mean, Red Bull got a kid from Celtic. Uh, so, I mean, great opportunities now. So now they're also doing buying. So I just see it as a great opportunity for, for Bowman, for MLS, for everything, all cards across the board, because rookies are the grail, right? 
Totally. Yeah. And I think the, the one thing that I like the most about the MLS is the, is how the league is progressing because I think if you look at it and this has kind of been my theory of why I think there's been so many young American players that have gone overseas or are playing in the MLS and will eventually go overseas that with the league only being 26 or 27 years old, almost 30 years old, like a 15 year old 15 years ago, didn't look at the MLS as an opportunity to go pro like Pulisic, for mm -hmm. example, like he, he probably, when he was 12 years old, he probably knew that he wanted to go to go somewhere to play soccer professionally. And, but to go to the MLS, I don't think he, he wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't have had the same opportunity if he had chose to play somewhere in the MLS rather right. than going to Dortmund and playing, going to Germany as a 15 year old, like think about when, and this is the one thing it's like, think about when you were 15 years old. Like if you were just like, I'm going to go pro, I'm going to go pro. And the only way I can go pro is if I have to go to Germany and play for Dortmund, who is becoming one of the top teams in, in the world because of a bunch of different players coming there, like Holland, you know, rain, obviously uh, Royce is one of, one of the better players in Europe. He's still over there, but that, you know, the Bundesliga obviously has been dominated by Bayern for so long that it's going to be hard for them to kind of break that, uh, break that chain that Bayern's been having. But I think, with like Pulisic, he went over to Dortmund and then now he's at Chelsea, but like he went over to Dortmund when he was just 15 years old. So it's like, you look at a player like an Aronson or a player like a Caden Clark, who I believe was only 17 or 18 years old. Yep. Like when they were, you know, when they're 17 or 18 now, when they were 12, the league had been around for 20 years. So I think for them, they looked at it as a more realistic opportunity to go to the MLS and then and go somewhere and you know even in 2014 i think there was tyler adams who now plays for leipzig and then obviously um davies well, he, who plays for came out, plays he for came out of the new york system he came out right of the exactly system. he so has I a think, rookie card he has a rookie card so does davies they have mls right. rookie cards so in I mean, 2014 right exactly correct so i mean look the the value's always been there and we've seen it when we were younger uh when i was 15 years old there there was a kid who did it his name was freddie adu Okay, Freddie Adu came out, and every international team won him. All the big, all the big, you know, feeder programs, Benfica, Ajax, Milan, they all were talking to him. And what yeah. happened? He chose to take the money and stay stateside. And how did that work out for him? He not was great. over his not, head. Not, not he did great. not develop correctly. Right. But again, he made his money when he could. There was actually a moment in his career where he could have actually flourished. Flourished. He was in Benfica, playing great soccer again. He finally got into form. They were working on him. He was starting against the, over a kid that ended up going and their trajectories went different. So they, Benfica had uh, changed coaches for like the second or third time while he was there. They were, you know, they were showing signs of like, uh, he didn't know if he was going to stay, if he was going to play. Again, it was a key moment in his career and he opted to take a transfer to another team. What it turned out to be, they hired a good coach. That guy, the guy took over, killed it and Benfica. And the, the guy he was starting over ended up going to Real Madrid and becoming a superstar, Di Maria. Oh, wow. So imagine if that was Freddie Adu. Imagine if that happened. I mean, imagine if he stayed. I mean, it was just, again, he's a caution tale, but he played a big part in MLS in, the, in their development. And now we're not there anymore. We have academies. We have Caden Clark. We have, you know, we produce the Tyler Adams. We produce Reynas. And that's why these clubs overseas are actually paying attention. And now it's great for the South American kids because in Latin America, you're, you don't really have a platform. There's a ton of good talent there. You blend in. Coming here, you are now a name. You are international designated player. You will be, ha you know, you are now, you stand out. Whether you like it or not, you stand out. So it's a great opportunity for these kids to kind of develop, separate themselves from the pack, play a couple of years here, 
and go on and, you know, hopefully get seen by the bigger clubs. And that's really, you know, the MLS is now a value league. I think we have the potential in several years to be a bigger than that. But for now, that's where we're at in our development. And I think that's going to be a great opportunity for more things to come. And I think it's for, for card investors, it's the same way. I think we have a great opportunity to invest in some of these cards at a low cost compared to what everybody else is. Um, and again, you know, that Bowman set, I was, I think I bought five of them for a hundred dollars when they originally came out. Well, as they were going, I bought a 30, $40. I think now they're like up to $80, but it's still relatively cheap compared to what everybody else is selling boxes at. And there's gold in those boxes, man. There's gold in those boxes. I'm telling you, there's a lot of talent in the MLS that people don't know about. I also really like that set because I think it opens the door for tops to almost try and create a Bowman set somewhere overseas. And that was the biggest takeaway for me that when, when I saw that they were willing to, cause Bowman is tops is probably biggest brand, like next to their flagship brand Bowman is going to be their biggest brand. It's probably, if I had to guess, it's probably their top seller for baseball. So like the fact that they would be willing to invest that brand into soccer, into the MLS, I think that's big. And I think whether it's Panini or Tops, I think it's also going to be a big move. Whoever decides to take on maybe it, maybe not a top five league, maybe a top 10 league from that five to 10, like maybe they go to an IAC or maybe they go to like a, like a Celtic, a Celtic Celtic, or they, they go to like a, like a sporting or like somewhere mm -hmm. other than kind of these big five leagues. I think whoever, I think whoever can take hold of that specific niche almost like will have a good future because what that ends up doing and, and if they can get the products in those people's hands obviously that's kind of big but like if a player plays well there or if it's like a um like a Sergio Des, like if he plays at Ajax and then he goes to uh Barcelona like if there was a which they're which Ajax is a little bit different because they play in some of the bigger tournaments so there are there is a chance for them but like other teams like you know a Salzburg he, like for Aronson he that team isn't necessarily playing in a big league every single year so there aren't as many opportunities like obviously there's the Holland card that's like a super crazy like one I think a PSA 10 is selling at golden options coming up recently you know and then there's I don't know if there's going to be any more Aronson uh Salzburg rookie cards because he had a rookie in MLS so I don't I guess it's going to be interesting to see what tops does there with like are they going to say that you can have a rookie in two different leagues? Like, I don't, I don't think anybody's done that yet. And um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I guess they didn't do it with Polishitz, but they didn't really have a rookie logo on Dortmund and Chelsea at the time. But so I think it's, you know, the MLS and American soccer. So, I mean, for you is, is the American soccer kind of what you focused on with your research? Cause I think that prospecting for baseball and prospecting for soccer is going to be very similar and I think like being able to prospect these smaller leagues is going to be important for people who are trying to buy some of these cards. Uh, but I also think that like, it's just so much, it's, it's almost a no brainer to like invest in American players because like the world cup, the way that the trajectory. Mm -hmm. So like for you, is that, are you focused more on American players or are you focused on like prospecting throughout kind of the world? I prospect through the world, man. I mean, I love, that's probably the part of the hobby that I love most is knowing that you, if you, the, the further, the harder you dig, the more gems you're going to find. And it's so, it's so, the sport is so young right now. It's soccer. I'll talk about soccer cards in general. That was one of the main reasons I think Gary V said in one of his, in one of his shows or podcasts or something like that. Well, the one I listened to soccer is the easiest because it's the, it's the hardest to prospect. It's the hardest to actually learn because there's so many leagues across the world and the amount of money it's going to take you to get in is cheap. Um, so you can come in. I mean, I wouldn't be able to, I mean, I know a ton about basketball. I know a ton about football. I want to be able to come close 
in those markets, uh, not like soccer. So I started with soccer and I'm dabbling in other sports now, which uh, it's killing me, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> uh, but the reality is that it's the, the American soccer, that was really where I focused for the national teams. Um, and then it just expanded from there. Uh, but I, you know, I've been researching South America and Portugal. I've been doing, you know, giving everybody their diligence. And again, it's, it's really the more it's knowledge is power in this industry. So the more knowledge, you know, the more, you know, the more you're going to make out of it, the more bucks you're going to turn. So like, you know, I'm even, I'm even working on NWSL content, Parkside cards, by the way, Brandon Aronson, he's got tops now, right? He's got tops now. There's tops now cards on him. There is, um, cards like, um, the, Bowman set that I told you about. Parkside Cards has an, his first auto. Okay, it's it's a parallel limited to a hundred. Um, it's not cheap. It's going for like two hundred dollars right now, but that could be cheap as hell. There's only a hundred of them. That could be cheap in the future. You know what I mean? If he continues on his trajectory, say like you know, as right now he's the middleman in a great offense in Salzburg. He's got good talent around him. If he gets moved to another big club like a Dortmund or uh, you know a bigger even club, you know he could be the face of the U.S. men's national team by the time 2026 comes around. And his first auto is going for 20-something dollars, and there's only 100 – I'm sorry, 200-something dollars, and there's only 100 of them. Uh, his tops now, uh, the first cards they printed of him are relatively small as well, print runs. His on-demand cards, his Bowman, small print runs. So, I mean, all these, all these uh, factors are, are big. Soccer is a fraction of all these other sports. Uh, if – the United States, again, if the United States buys in and more people start buying MLS and soccer cards in general from the United States, our market's going to grow. That's going to push other markets across this, across internationally to grow as well. The demand's going to increase. And I'm telling you, we're the big factor in this. And I think MLS is, is going to go hand in hand with that. So that's why, again, again I've been buying everything. Um, MLS is a part, part of it. But I think the big thing that we need to focus on is knowing the game. It's very easy, and that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing the Mbappes. Uh, just like if you go to a card show, all you hear is about LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe. That's it. And well, now when you when you hear about soccer, um, you hear about Holland, Mbappe, Messi, Ronaldo. That's it. But guess what? There's a ton others. There's a ton other players that are great um, and that have high upside, like an Aronson. And, um, you know, Sport Card Tom uh, in Clubhouse. I mean, we went shout out, out you know, to he, Tom. Shout out to Tom. You know, he was he was not a MLS guy. Um, but after listening to me and, and watching the kid play, he bought one of those Parkside cards. So, I mean, I'm telling you, man, the the American player is way more advanced than people give us credit for. Um, now, we, spec we, we actually are better in certain positions than others, uh, but at least for now. But, again, talent is coming. And especially now that more international kids – are playing here clubs are going to adjust our games to those their skill sets kids are going to see them play they're going to try to be more creative and that's what i'm really looking forward to because again it's it's a trickle down effect you know what i'm saying yeah i totally agree and i, I think one thing that you mentioned about like aronson's cards uh there aren't many of them i think that's one thing that i think is so different with soccer compared to basketball everybody. compared to compared to everybody baseball. so you know, I'm, I'm interested from, from your perspective, like, where do you see those like tops now cards and like the, the tops living set and like the Bowman cards, like when they have that limited print run, like, where do you see those cards fitting in when it comes to a player like Aronson's top cards? Look, um, low print run means money. I mean, tops now is printing money. 
I mean, there is probably no safer investment than investing in tops now, right now. The all those cards are low print runs. Think about it. Okay. Even the even the ones even the ones that are high are low are still compared low. to other Correct. sports. It's crazy. Correct. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Mbappe for example. And I, I usually give this example, which it's not exactly hundred percent, but it just a you'll understand what I'm trying to get at. Hmm. Let's compare biggest player in basketball right now. International player is Luca. Right. His prism is going for ridiculous money. Those rare, you know, those uh, uh, refractors and all that stuff, autograph cards. He's, you know, a ton of money, right? What's different about Mbappe? Mbappe's already world, won a World Cup. He's on a major platform. He's doing it. He continues to do it. Holland, same thing, right? But Holland hasn't won the World Cup. Holland's cards are going for insane money right now. You could still buy a Prism rookie for about $1,200, $1,300, something like that uh, for Mbappe. His print run in that 2018 set is a fraction of what Luca is today. Exactly. So let's just fast forward three years from now and let's just forecast, every, you know, the hobby getting bigger and bigger internationally. That print run's not getting any bigger. Now people are going to be looking for that card and it's a whole, it's a long-term hold. And that thousand dollars that you can get it for now is going to be freaking dirt cheap by the time three, four years from that comes around. So you have to understand in soccer, divide whatever the print runs are by like four, probably. And that's what you're going to have. Like, for example, the next couple of uh, print runs for tops, they're not going to be huge. Although, I mean, it's going to increase. It'll be, yeah, it'll be larger, but still not, not nothing compared they're spreading to other over. They're spreading it over their brands. I mean, they have two. So they have a regular tops coming out on April 21st, right? That's going to be, uh, again, it's just going to be a standard product. Uh, and that's going to be going along with the launch of the season. Then they're going to come out with tops Chrome later in the year. Uh, in August, which it gets another brand involved. Now you have Topps Crone involved. We already talked about Bowman. So that's three brands already. And who knows what they're going to have? They always come out with on-demand sense and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's just for MLS, okay? Now, I mean, I've talked, I've tied this conversation with Panini. Um, and Panini actually told me that, you know, they're going to go and they're going to create Mosaic. So that's another line, okay? So that Chronicle set, like what you're talking about before, I was basically begging them in not so many words. Imagine if they sign like the, a deal with uh, the Brazilian league or the Portuguese league or Mexico, Jesus Christ, how many prospects are in Mexico? And they built up a Chronicles like that, where like a pack each of each division, Jesus Christ, that'd be freaking gold. Yeah. And, and it's uh, again, uh, now tops is killing it with their uh, tops now. Cause whatever, whatever happens, bang, that there's a new card next day, whether it's champions league or Bundesliga, they're making money there. And that's one of the things I love about tops. But there's so much untapped potential right now as far as cards is concerned. Um, there's so many great players in Mexico, for example, like there nobody ever knows of them. I mean, until they come here to the US or they go overseas, which is very rare, there's nobody knows these guys. So again, uh, it's the opportunity is there for the killing. And we could be making money if, it, if you know what you're doing, you'd be making a lot of money. Yeah, to, I mean, even if you look at like older tops now cards like the like the geo reina there's only like 50, like 1500 maybe I, I bought a couple of them at like five like 15 bucks like a couple mm -hmm. like 
back. And I, I, the thing that I always, this always happens. It always seems to happen. I knew about him and I knew how good he was. And then he gets any, I think he scored in his first game or something. And then he yep. gets the card and I knew about it. And literally it was like a week later, I went to check to see if he had a card and he had one the previous week that I was like, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy it on eBay now. Because like, even, even though I could have bought it at seven, it was already at 15, like Correct. only a week after the print run was done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even you look at that, like with Mbappe, there are, for that prism card specifically there's probably like 15 or 1600 psa 10s but there's only 15 or 1600 of the geo rainia card at all Mm -hmm. so i think that's you know i've always looked at i think and i think it's also going to be just different because i think with soccer it it hasn't really seemed to there's so many different angles you can go at with soccer you can go at stickers you can go at cards so i think absolutely this the there's other manufacturers is, as well there's other right, manufacturers exactly, as well. exactly. for so example think, let's talk about g arena you talk about g arena sorry to cut you off but g arena also has uh you have the tops now like you mentioned you have the bvb set that tops came out with already um you have his regular playing cards right they have them now out daca which is a chinese company has made giovanni arena hand has autograph cards in there so i mean there's there's definitely different um products you can find your arena in and but you just have to dig and again you have to research and that's the hard part about this most people that are getting into the hobby right now are collecting from different sports they're coming in they're like Who, who's the best player to buy who's the best player to buy and they're buying the the stuff that everybody knows the prism the obvious they're hang, they're looking for the low-hanging fruit and in oh, my right. opinion that's fine with me i'll sell you all my big cards because i know i got about three or four of them that are going to be big cards in a few months anyway so like i said it's not a big deal for me i i enjoy more than anything is buying the low buying the guys that nobody's ever heard of and waiting till they blow up and investing in opportunities uh like the mls when nobody else is buying investing in it and then three four years from now guess what i'm gonna be i'm gonna be sitting there with all these cards cashing out and you guys are gonna be like, wait, 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 what year was this guy? What year was that guy? <laughs> and again, it, it's it's just a re- it's a repetitive thing, man. And it's it's all again. I'm not saying that MLS is the a answer. You're not gonna make a ton of money, but you will make profit. Totally, yeah. And I mean, that's like kind of what happened with me with McKinney. Like, I I was first getting into Pulisic, and I looked up like I literally this is probably this is how I was doing the research back then. Mm-hmm. Like when I was first getting into soccer, it was literally just I was U.S. men's soccer team. And it was like, and then, and then you have a Google, like when you see the roster, it has like the top players that show up their pictures and McKinney was number two. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll buy some McKinney cards. I ended up buying, like, I bought one lot of 40 of his 2018 tops Chrome number. I don't think refractors, but I do have some refractors of his, but I bought like a lot of 40 for like 30 bucks. And it was like, I, I got them and I got them in this one box and I have all of my McKinney cards in this one box. And it's like, it's just wild that like, back in when I was buying them, that's what the prices of a lot of those cards were. They were just like super inexpensive. It's yep. it's, I mean, it's really, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, I think I, I'm in the same boat as you. I think that finding those players that are maybe unknown in a way that like maybe some people know about them, like having at least a little bit of buzz is important for me, but like if it's, if it's, if it's nothing, that's obviously something maybe I stay away from, but I just think there's so much potential. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll uh, we'll I mean we'll wrap things up. I was going to ask you who who you are excited for, but I think throughout this whole podcast we've basically <laughs> just been going back and forth on players who who we're excited about. And the MLS, um, you mean? If you or just I mean, every, every we've oh, we've yeah. name dropping players all oh, over yeah. the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the MLS, I'm excited. I really am. I mean, you have I mentioned before, you have your uh, guys like uh, Diego Rossi, um, who is uh, he's still re- he's an, he's an older prospect, but he's killing it. He's probably the face of the league. 
Um, so, I mean, he's, he still has an opportunity to go to a big club. Uh, and you have a ton of young guys, man. You have Caden Clark, like you mentioned before, who's behind me right here with the RC logo. You see a little, a little logo a big there? card. Yeah, that's going to be great. Carlos Vela, which is over here. I'm sorry, the other side over there. Carlos Vela. Um, those, are the, those are the faces of the league right now. But, you know, listen, not only is MLS all about the, 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 uh, the studs now and the hobby boxes now, I'm still buying old MLS. Because right, exactly. there's a ton of, there's Chicharito, there's Latan, there's, there's a ton of value. And don't forget the goats of the world national, uh, I'm sorry, the U S national team. They're all, mostly all of them have uh, uh, MLS cards, you know, Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey. Right. Those are guys that are on Mount Rushmore right now. You know what I'm saying? Tony Miola, uh, you know, Tab Ramos, they all played in MLS. They were the, the founding fathers for lack of a better term. So I've been buying a lot of those as well. Dirt cheap, dirt cheap. So I'm yeah. telling you, I mean, it's across it's the board, man, across the board. If the U.S. gets board. involved, if the U.S. gets involved and the people start buying more and more U.S. national team players and those guys are eventually getting some respect um, and the hobby in 2026, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, OK, listen, if everything projects the way it's been going, obviously, probably not as fast, but if it keeps going, building and the United States keeps getting into it, guess what's going to happen, man? It's going to happen where. All these guys from back in the day, they're going to become back to the forefront. And all of a sudden, we're going to be talking to them about, like, the, the quote-unquote vintage. That's going to be the guys that we're talking about. Those guys, the Tim Howards, all uh, the Dempsey's, all those guys are going to have those big uh, those cards that you can get now for dirt cheap, um, for fractors and all these autos and all that stuff. They're relatively inexpensive. You can clean up, you can clean, clean up on that stuff right now. And women's as well. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I want to thank you for so much for coming on. Make sure you, I want to make sure that we have the time here. Make sure you tell the audience where they can find you all over the internet. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram, Card Cracks. Um, and I'm on, uh, let's see, my podcast as well on uh, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, as well as uh, Twitter. I uh, don't really run the Twitter that much, but, you know, I try to get there as well. But I'm not, I'm not like heroes for sale, man. I mean, I'm not as established as you yet. I'm working my way up there. But uh, thank you for the opportunity. I really enjoyed talking with you. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on.